Wayne, and welcome to another episode of Iconic Freedom, the formula. We are setting a standard for accountability and responsibility, owning your choices and being able to respond to your choices. Let each care for self and all will be cared for. Absolutely. We have a two-tiered system of justice, and that, that erodes the people's faith in our system of justice itself. And this is what I reminded Merrick Garland when he was in front of us, the Attorney General, Christopher Wray at the FBI. The greatest threat here is not these individual issues. It's that the people are losing their faith in our system of justice. And, Sean, you cannot maintain a constitutional republic, a government of, by, and for the people if the people doubt that the system is fair. You know, If they believe there's two tiers of justice, then the system doesn't work at all. And so I think Garland's been a great threat. I think he's the worst attorney general in the history of the United States. So I know last week I had mentioned about having clips from Milton Friedman, because so much of what he talks about is like Christmas to me. But with the advent and the election of the new Speaker of the House, Mike Johnson, who I'm going to tell you, frankly, I did not even know who this guy was, which I think is very interesting that he has been quietly in the background, but I have been impressed about how articulate he is, how well-spoken he is. And so I thought today uh, there were quite a few clips. Oh my gosh, so much going out on social media. And... Some of them, you know, had good context, and then some of them did not. So I have, like, three of them, I think, that I want to show, show and, you know, listen to today and give you an opportunity to hear how he speaks, how well articulated he is, but more importantly, you can hear the accountability and the responsibility that he takes very seriously. Now, we had just talked about Christopher Hitchens and free speech, and you're actually going to hear quite a bit of that uh, from Mike Johnson. And this guy is impressive. I mean, he is to me. I mean, we'll see where it all goes. But for the moment, he appears to have a very solid foundation of what accountability really is about. And in understanding our Constitution, if you think about it, the Constitution is about accountability. It is about your responsibility. That, you know, you can say and do whatever you want in life with no harm to others. And that's where those things balance out. So I hope you enjoy some of this. Uh, it's kind of fun. Uh, I've been kind of um, scanning the internet and trying to find different things that I think would be interesting uh, for you to hear. Uh, and then I will get to Milton Friedman, I promise. I promise. I have been uh, kind of uh, pouring through a lot of things uh, this past week with his speeches and some of his appearances, uh, especially on Phil Donahue. I know that sounds funny to say, but he does some, he has some brilliant interactions with Phil Donahue. And, uh, you know, I mean, Phil is just like a dripping liberal and uh, somebody I really can't stand listening to. However, I love the fact that Milton Friedman just eloquently speaks to the mythology of liberalism and Phil Donahue's take on some of that. Anyways, uh, for today, we're going to listen to a little bit of uh, Michael Mike Johnson, and uh, he is the congressman from Louisiana. And the very last clip is a long one with his interview where he was basically, during uh, the Mayorkas uh, hearing, 
and it is a little bit long, but I think the context was more important. Uh, so I will try to keep my comments uh, in between short so that I don't make this a death march <laughs> to the end. Okay, here we go. Look, this is what we know. What you've documented carefully in the Twitter files are a couple of key facts. You will hear, people will hear a lot of things today, but this is what they need to know. The federal government, from Democrat members of Congress to intelligence agencies, including the FBI, used Twitter and other social media companies to censor Americans' speech. If the alarm bells are not going off, then you're not paying attention. Over the past three years, documents show, they prove, what you guys have, have uncovered here, is there's communication between Twitter and the FBI. It was constant, it was pervasive. Twitter was basically an FBI subsidiary before Elon Musk took it over. The Twitter files revealed that by 2020, Twitter was engaged in open information sharing with the intelligence community, and now we know there were many intelligence agencies apparently involved in this. The FBI pressured Twitter to act on election-related tweets leading up to the 2022 election. Of course, they did it in 2020 as well. And Twitter dutifully censored content as a result. Twitter executives restricted accounts. They censored speech that conflicted with the left's narrative. Twitter has used its internal tools to control and manipulate uh, considered speech considered misinformation. And who was determining that? It was the government bureaucrats. Documents show that Twitter used visibility filtering to restrict certain accounts and posts and removed people from the platform altogether. The Twitter files should be a matter of bipartisan concern for every member of Congress and every American citizen because it is a bedrock principle of our constitutional system that the government does not get to decide what speech is acceptable or true. Under the First Amendment, Americans have a right to speak freely regardless of whether their speech upsets the preferred narrative. In fact, that's when it needs the most vigorous protection. Everybody on the left used to believe in that, or at least they purported to. Government and media fact-checkers frequently get things wrong. The American people can't and shouldn't rely on so-called experts to be the arbiters of truth, disinformation boards, and the like. It doesn't matter what political party you're, you're in. Government should not suppress important debates in public discourse. Gentlemen. What great remarks he had there for the opening um, inquiry into the Twitter files when all of that had, you know, basically come to the forefront of uh, the congressional hearing. Uh, it, that particular clip goes on to interview uh, the two gentlemen that were before Congress and uh, that were testifying to all of the suppression that the FBI was doing regarding speech and everything. But what I listen to when I'm listening to Mike Johnson is how articulate he is, which I've mentioned before, but how clean and precise his languaging is. And that comes from an individual who over time has created that health within themselves of being able to focus like a laser beam on that which they know is reality. He knows that the reality is the freedom of speech. It is an inherent aspect of who we are as human beings. You have that freedom. Listen, you don't need anybody's permission to say whatever it is that you want to say or to do whatever it is you want to do. Uh, there has been a lot of stuff over this past week because of the new, the, the new, <laughs> the mass shooting that went on in Maine. And the thing that I continue to put on to social media is, listen, no law ever stopped a man from doing that which he was hell-bent on doing. I've mentioned this before, and I stand by that statement. A law is not going to change anything. 
But what will change things is when we obligate and the accountability and we insist that people take responsibility and they have consequences for their behavior. It's one thing. You're going to hear this a lot. Politicians are out there and they're trying to manipulate. They're trying to use their marketing, right? By saying, you know, oh, well, there's accountability. I'm accountable or I am responsible. The follow-up to that is, and what does that look like? What does that mean that you're going to be responsible, responsible for whatever X, Y, and Z has just happened? I need to know concrete and specifically what it is you're going to do. Otherwise, you know what, you're just, you know, to be honest, you're, you're just puffery. You're just, you're talking out of both sides of your mouth and you're just wasting our time because you have no intention of really doing anything. So it was a beautiful opening remark from him. Uh, this next section is uh, his interview at the congressional hearing with, um, I think it's Christopher Ray. And this had to do, again, with suppressing information, but so beautifully how he sets this up to, you know, basically say, here is my hypothesis, here's what's going on, here's the evidence uh, of the court case, and the fact that he really has called out Ray for not having accountability in the fact that he never even read the decision, he doesn't even know what he's talking about. And and frankly, uh, he calls him out to say, you're trying to decide what people can and cannot say, and you don't have a right to do that. Election. Page four of the court ruling lists some of the important subjects that the Biden administration and the FBI forced the social media uh, platforms to suppress. The evidence shows you, your agency, the people that directly report to you, suppressed conservative-leaning free speech about topics like the laptop, the lab leak theory of COVID-19's origin, the effectiveness of masks and COVID-19 lockdowns and vaccines, speech about election integrity in the 2020 presidential election, security of voting by mail, even parody about the president himself, negative posts about the economy. The FBI made the social media platforms pull that information off the internet if it came from conservative sources. They, they did this under the guise that it was disinformation. Can you, can you define what disinformation is? What I can tell you is that our focus is not on disinformation, broadly speaking. Well, wait a minute. Yes, it is. Wait a minute. Can I answer the question? You can in a minute. Your star witness said in the litigation, Elvis Chan, who's in charge of this, said they do it on the basis of disinformation. We We need a definition of what that is. Our focus is on malign foreign disinformation, that is, foreign hostile actors who engage in covert efforts to <laughs> Mr. abuse Ray, our Mr. social media platforms, which is something that is not seriously in dispute. I have to stop phenomenon. you for time. That's not accurate. You need to read this court opinion because you're in charge of enforcing it. The court has found that, and Elvis Chan testified under oath in charge of this for you. He said 50 percent. He had a 50 percent success rate in having alleged election disinformation taken down or censored. That, that wasn't just foreign adversaries, sir. That was American citizens. How do you answer for that? Well, first off, I'm not sure that's a correct characterization. Comes of right out of testimony. the opinion. You should read but it. What I, of, of his testimony. But what I would say is the FBI is not in the business of moderating content or causing any social media company to suppress or censor. That is not what the court has What a brilliant exchange that he had there with Ray, and truly, I mean, really calling him out. And one of the things that I think is so important about this exercise that we're doing, when we start talking about accountability and responsibility, is the fact that we need to hold people accountable. One of the things that you will see 
as you walk through your day, as you walk through life, is that you constantly, consistently see the pervasiveness of where people are not being held accountable. I was talking to a colleague last night at an event uh, where I work, and he was talking about wanting to do for his son what was not done for him, wanting him to have a better life than what he had, to learn what he was not taught. Now, earlier in the year, I did the breakdown of the interview with Tina Turner, and it was one of the most beautiful things that she had ever said, in my opinion, regarding this subject, is that I had to teach myself, I had to learn what I was not taught, and how to be a person of accountability and responsibility. I own my choices. That was her position. I own it all. You know, I've got nobody to blame. And in that moment, she realizes that she is not a victim. This is a very important piece of this because when people don't take accountability, when they don't own their choices and say, I put myself in the position, whether or not I like the outcome, that's not what we're talking about. I put myself in the position, I own it. I'm not a victim to something. People see themselves as a victim because they don't want to own their choices, because they don't want to take responsibility, accountability for the choices they're making. They don't want to see themselves as a person that understands that life is happening because of me. It's not happening to me. It's happening because of me. So this next piece is, uh, again, it's a little long, uh, but this is the one with Mayorkas. And uh, boy, I hope you like this because I thought this was some powerful stuff. Objection. The chair now recognizes the gentleman from Louisiana. Secretary Mayorkas, we have the frustrating responsibility on this committee of providing oversight of your agency, but I have to be honest and tell you I'm not sure exactly what you do at the Department of Homeland Security other than great harm. On your watch, the data is pretty clear. We've had record levels of illegal immigration, a rapid decline in deportations, skyrocketing fentanyl deaths across our country, and the Secret Service, which is a DHS component, can't determine who left cocaine at the White House. In the middle of all this, you created the Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Agency, CISA, which is a division of, 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 your, of DHS. And it's one of the Biden administration agencies that colluded with and coerced the social media companies to censor Americans' protected free speech online. That's specifically detailed in a 155-page court opinion that came out of the federal court in Louisiana in the landmark litigation of Missouri v. Biden. Have you read that court opinion? Uh, Congressman, uh, I have not. And um, the, uh, the Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency does not censor speech. Okay, well, that's the court found otherwise. And it's really curious to me, actually, it's quite alarming that you haven't read the opinion because your agency is listed in this opinion. The federal court looked at volumes of evidence over months of litigation, and they determined, among other things, that uh, if the allegations made by the plaintiffs, the states in this case are true, and, and hold on, the preliminary injunction was granted against your agency, sir, and other Biden administration agencies, including the DOJ and FBI, the court said it involves the most massive attack against free speech in United States history. And you're telling me this opinion issued July 4th has not reached your desk? No one's briefed you on it? Oh, I have been briefed on the Missouri litigation. Okay, but you haven't taken the time to read it yet. Congressman, um, No, hold on. Have you read it or not? I have read parts of it, Congress. Oh, parts of it. Did you read the parts where it said that this is Orwellian and dystopian and that your agency is involved in a massive cover-up of 
specifically conservatives free speech online? Congressman, the Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency is not involved in such conduct. Okay. Well, the court found otherwise, and you stand here under oath and you give us these answers that we know were not true because this is demonstrably untrue. I'm suggesting to you that you're saying things to us under oath that are proven by the record to be untrue. Let me ask you about this specifically. Um, CISA was created to, uh, we call it the Misinformation and Disinformation Subcommittee of CISA. Are you familiar with that? Uh, MDM, the MDM subcommittee, is it, you're familiar with that? Congressman, I am very well aware of the threat of disinformation emanating from adverse nations. Are you states. familiar with the subcommittee? Just answer the question. I am. Okay. Does it still exist? Congressman, are you speaking of the... Does the MDM subcommittee still exist? Uh, I would have to get back to you on that. Okay. All right. Kind of a big deal in your agency. I'm sh uh, kind of shocked that you don't know the answer to that. Can you define what misinformation is? Congressman, um, misinformation is false information that is disseminated uh, to... Uh, Excellent. Who determines what is false? Uh, Congressman, our focus... No, our who focus. determines what is false in your agency? Congressman. If you're going to pull something off the Internet and collude with a social media platform to make sure Americans don't see it, who determines what's false? Congressman, we don't do that. That's not true. That is not true. That is not what the court has found. This is not a Republican talking point. This is what the documents show. We've had people testify under oath that say, and you just define the term, you're telling me that you don't know who determines what is false? Congressman, what we do at CISA, the Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency, is identify the tactics that adverse nation states use to weaponize disinformation Okay, what is disinformation? What is disinformation? Disinformation is inaccurate information. Who determines what's inaccurate? Who determines what's false? Do you understand the problem here? The reason the framers of our Constitution did not create an exception for quote-unquote false information from the First Amendment is because they didn't trust the government to determine what it is. And you have whole committees of people in your agency trying to determine what they, de they determine, they define as false or misinformation. That is not true. Well, then what is true? What we Please do enlighten us. Is what we do is we disclose the tactics that adverse nation states are utilizing to weaponize no, information. No, sir. No, sir. The court found specifically, it's a finding of fact that is not disputed by the government defendants, the Biden administration, your agency, the FBI, or DHS, not in the litigation. They determined you made, you and all of your cohorts made no distinction between domestic speech and foreign speech. So don't stand there and tell me under oath that you only focused on adverse, you know, uh, adversaries around the world, foreign actors. That's not true. Congressman, the, um, the Missouri case, the litigation to which you refer, is the, the subject of continuing litigation. But the facts were not disputed, and I so, so regret that I'm out of time. I hope I get... What a brilliant interview and cross-examination, if you will, of Mayorkas. Now, if you listen to the one with Ray, and then you listen to this one with Mayorkas, the thing, the pattern that you're listening to, and it's very subtle. I mean, they're very subtle about this. The media does this all the time. What they wanted to focus on was, we are the ones that we explore the tactics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, we get what your tactics are. We understand, you know, what your decoder ring is. But you're saying that the decoder ring has something to do with disinformation. And I need you to define what disinformation is. What was fascinating about that moment is neither Ray nor Mayorkas want to define that. Why? Because they don't have the knowledge 
Back to my Christopher Hitchens speech. You do not have the knowledge to know what is right for another human being. You do not have the knowledge to decide what I can and cannot do, what I can and cannot say. That is up for me, the individual, using my own internal authority, based on my integrity and character, developed from accountability and responsibility of owning my choices and doing no harm to others. And what a brilliant way to wrap up this week's uh, podcast. I thank you so much for being here. And next week, again, I will try to make sure that I get to Milton Friedman podcast as well. I really appreciate that you shared your time with me this weekend. Hey, share this podcast with your friends and family. You never know what it might do for them and how it might help them. Make it a great week, and I'll see you here next week.